0: Log Talk Radio. Oh, you, you, with those and lips, let me taste your bitter kiss. Oh, you, you, with those teasing eyes, let me walk inside a smile. on my nerves. Are tearing me down Won't you just come over here And take away the frown Cause I can't sleep I don't see I won't feel I Until you're mine I can't sleep I don't see I won't feel I Until you're mine You kill me with just one stare All my nerves are tearing me down Won't you just come over here And look away the frown Cause I can't sleep right. I don't see right. I won't feel right. Until you mind mine right. I can't sleep right. I don't see right. I won't feel right. Until you mind mine can't sleep tight Don't see right don't feel fine until your mind. Can't sleep tight. Can't sleep tight. Don't see right. Don't feel fine until your mind. Can't sleep tight. Don't feel right. Won't feel fine until your mind. Don't feel right. Be mine, baby. Be mine, baby. Until to
1: your mind. Yeah. Welcome to the Chit Chat Chicks, everybody. And uh, that was an incredible song called Until Your Mine, written by and performed by Nikki Black. And it was also the opening song for the film. So we would like to welcome first of all, Tasha and I came out of hibernation for this. we haven't done a show in about six months, right?
2: Yeah, and I have to apologize for my voice. I've had pneumonia all, all week, so
1: mm-hmm. my
2: voice is still a little weak, so it's it's a little painful to talk, but I'm here because okay. I love Allison.
1: So. Yeah, we love Allison, and he's this will be his eighth appearance on our show. He's our CEO, mm-hmm. official CEO, and this is a celebration of his film and of his book, Undiscovered Girl, and the film Ask Me Anything, and it was officially released today. So welcome, writer, director, and producer, Mr. Allison Burnett.
3: Well, I couldn't be happier to be here. It's just wonderful. Um, And also just knowing that, you know, sometimes when you do podcasts, some people listen live and a lot of people download it later. But because of Twitter, I know there are a lot of people out there, and many of them I I feel I almost know, who are um, listening live, and that's really exciting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It really is, and uh, the Twitter, our account, was going crazy all week with retweets, and everybody was is excited to uh, listen to the cast members that are going to be coming on, and you, uh, because the film is just it's phenomenal. It's just phenomenal. We pre-screened it, uh, and it's beyond anything that, it, you know, anyone that's read the book will not be disappointed um oh, and congratulations,
3: congratulations well thank you You know, it was a very you know the road to making it was not a bumpy one really like there were sure there were challenges but it was so much fun really and such a dream come true to make a movie just the way i wanted to without any interference from anyone because it was all privately financed um we didn't have anyone giving us notes you know we could we could mm-hmm. just follow our vision that was such a thrill and um and it was really the road after the movie was finished that was the most difficult it was the waiting to get it right and to sort of chase festivals and all the decisions that have to be made and you know in retrospect i wish i wish this we'd done this a year ago you know mm-hmm. gotten this out but um i'm so happy that it's finally out into the world and that and you know and because of the kind of miracle of twitter i actually get to read people's responses in real time which is really fun um reviews from these young young film lovers just come right out the minute they're done. They're on, they're on the airways. Um, it just, I just love it. And you know, it's funny. I, have heard that song that you just played a thousand times, I swear. And every time I hear it, it just gives me chills. One of the kind of mystical things that happen and these little weird things happen anytime you're in a creative act. I think these weird serendipity moments of serendipity, but when we, um, we put together, Uh, We had like a mock title sequence, just to sort of the editor patched one together to suggest where how it could go, and we scrapped it. And I brought in the work of this photographer who photographs these girls. And I had this idea that these faces would float by us with blog text. And so, anyway, we constructed the whole thing. I had it all done. It was just the way we wanted it. And we turned on Nikki's song. And I kid you not, because we had always used her song, always from the beginning. And it played. And when the last, it literally ended on the last credit, which was mine. And that was it. It was perfect. You couldn't have planned it. No, you couldn't have. You would have needed a sound editor to spend hours to get it to sync that way, and everything was perfect. So I guess it was meant to be. And um, we had a cast and crew screening the other night in L.A., and Nikki came, and I'd never met her before, and she played the song um, at the bar afterward where we all went to celebrate. So that was great. 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 Um, And this might be a good time just to mention for any of our listeners who don't know this, But, you know, small movies often have a big challenge as to how – you can find a young composer that will give you a a score – but a soundtrack is different. To get songs for a movie is very expensive, usually, mm-hmm. and very difficult. What a lot of movies do is they just put in every song they love that they can't even afford, and then someday a distributor picks up the movie and they go, "Oh my god!" And then literally, there can be a million dollar music bill, you know. And how are we going to do this? And the whole, all the music has to be taken apart, or money has to be found. So I had this idea. Since originally it was called Undiscovered Girl, that we would make the music Undiscovered Girls. Uh, and they had to be 21 years old or younger, and they could—they had to write the song, and they had to sing the song. They could produce it with someone older, and we got these songs from all over the country, and they were fantastic. And um, and we put together a soundtrack. And um, you know, all the girls were paid some money, and they get royalties if the song sells on iTunes, mm-hmm. and they get a chance to have a you know a, a song in a movie. Um, Nikki actually has two songs in the movie, and um, you know, we just couldn't be happier. We just were so proud of these girls, and we hope this leads to big things for them.
2: Yeah. That's a wonderful, soundtrack. Now, Allison, you said it's available on iTunes. Um, any Amazon the the soundtrack. Yeah.
3: The soundtrack is not mm-hmm. available yet on mm-hmm. iTunes because of the Christmas crunch. They promised it would come out today, and we just got a letter saying that they're really overloaded. It may be out mm-hmm. today, but you know, for all we know, it could be any time over the Christmas season. Um, it 's available on almost every other imaginable platform i 've heard for music, many of which i 've never heard of because i 'm still <laughs> old fashioned and I still you know buy c d s and stuff
4: right. um,
3: it's it 's it 's the one digital transition i haven 't made i just can 't relate to it to the ipod i just haven 't even done anything digital really um but um so anyway, so anyone that really wants to find the soundtrack can find it, but it will be on iTunes very shortly, and of course the movie is available on iTunes, Amazon Instant, almost every cable system and Direct TV, and and um, Comcast and Amazon Instant. And if there's a will, there's a way. That's it's out there everywhere,
2: and everyone buy it, should people. stream it's it or buy it. It's a it wonderful movie. Really, really, and really you do, you do say, and I love the fact that. You know, I, I've said this, that, you know, a lot of times when, you know, a book is turned into a movie, I, the movie doesn't measure up. But because you did have, you know, free reign, you know, this was your baby, you basically, you know, you made your book and you, and you did it brilliantly. Right. Um, Thank yeah. you so much.
3: Well, I I didn't, you know, I honestly didn't feel obliged to the readers of the book. In other mm-hmm. words, I wasn't, when I was adapting it, and this is what I do with all adaptations because I work a lot as a screenwriter apart from my own stuff, I always feel like you, you want to use as much of the book as you possibly can but not one line more than that. In other okay. words, you don't want your loyalty to the book to start interfering with your ability to construct something that's going to dramatically engage the audience because you know, with most books, if every single person who loves them came to the theater and no one else it would be a disaster because it wouldn't be you'd lose all your money so you want to your first obligation is to the audience um so and i think the best testament to that is when i wrote the tightest possible script i could that i thought i had cut out everything i could to get it as economical as i as as imaginable i then found a way to cut 10 more pages and then we shot it and I assembled the movie with my editor in a way that we didn't think we could cut anymore. Right. And by the end of the editing process, another half hour went. So that gives you an idea of how much work it takes to get to the essence of something so mm-hmm. that the person who loves the book doesn't feel like they've lost anything. They're not even thinking about what's not there, because what is there is at the essence of what the book was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um and so when I saw it the other day at the cast and crew screening, I had not seen it in a very long time, and I'd never seen it in a theater. And a few things struck me about it powerfully. One was the music, including the score by John Ehrlich, who does the music uh, for we did the music for House and has been multiple um, Emmy nominee for many shows, and he's brilliant. And I'd never and to hear the whole score playing with the soundtrack was so beautiful. Um, and the second um, thing that struck me was how economical it was, that that you sort of didn't even have time to be bored if you wanted to be, or restless, mm-hmm. because the story just simply doesn't permit it. Mm-hmm. And the okay. third thing that struck me was the last moment of the film. Huh. Uh, it's a very last moment, I mean the last two seconds, and the and the image on the screen, and it, for some reason it hit me like a, a fist in the chest. It was just such a, almost like a shock to see it.
4: It's so um, powerful.
3: So anyway, it's just um it's going to be fun to have the cast members on and get to because it like it's has like been like a reunion lately. We haven't seen each other a lot of us in a long time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be fun. Now speaking of casting, um
3: mm-hmm.
1: when you were writing the book, um you obviously visualized each character. Uh did you know did you have, say, oh, okay, Allison, when this becomes a movie, I'd like to have so and so portray so and so. Did you did you have an idea of who you wanted for each part or never, how was that Never never thought it would be a
3: movie I've
1: never. written five okay.
3: novels this is the first one that became a film and I just wasn't thinking that way the writers were on strike it was during the writers strike of 2008 2007 2008 and we weren't supposed to write screenplays and so I thought well it might be a great time to you know I was doing very well as a screenwriter and it was hard it's hard to turn away lots of money to write something mm-hmm you know that you find pure and beautiful that isn't going to make you money. It's mm-hmm. a hard, you know, and when you're young and idealistic, you think it's the easiest thing in the world, but when you have kids and you have a and you want to support them, you, you can't just do that. So I saw this as a great opportunity to write a book. And um I never thought about that but I didn't know that it really mattered to me that she was blonde hair and blue-eyed, that that she was that all-American girl that which is what she is in the book physically. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so when it was time to cast it and pe- and and people are throwing like brunette and exotic actresses at me, mm-hmm. they thought I was like nuts <laughs> that, that I said no, it, that they said I was hung up on the look and I wasn't hung up. That's who she, that's part of who she is. It's in, it's integral to who she is.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um and so when I met Britt, I just almost fell out of my chair because I felt like I had found that person, you know. Um she came walking up my driveway wearing uh sweatpants and with a Tootsie pop in her mouth. Aww. I kid you not. And and I she just knew this role and I knew she knew it and um it was uh it was you know, just the perfect perfect stroke of luck because I don't know there were rumors that Miley Cyrus wanted to play it. There were rumors that Lindsay Lohan wanted to play it. And, they, you know, that was flattering, but they're not right for it. And then Dakota Fanning wanted to do it, and that was getting really close. That was closer, um, mm-hmm. but Brit was sort of perfection. For a while, Halston Sage from Nickelodeon, um, w- uh, who was on some Nickelodeon show called, you know, School of Raw, High School, Rock and Roll High School, something. She's a beautiful blonde girl. She was going to play it um, because Brit um, was unavailable. Um, and doing another movie, and uh, and then it just didn't work out with Austin, which is the, the part was just too mad, was too overwhelming, um, and it just wasn't going to work out. And then Britt returned, and we we decided that we could work with her other movie, and so we shot five days in October, six in December, five in you know uh, January, and like it was October, November, December, January, five or six days in each of those months. We had to work around the schedule of another movie. It was brutal. Yeah. But we took that time in between to edit, figure out what was next. I knew exactly what I needed. We cast the roles. We had we took time finding Paul Spooner, finding Christian Slater. So, you know, we again, we turned a, a curse into a blessing.
1: Yeah. And what was so incredible, and she's doing both movies at the same time, she's in every scene. Every scene.
3: Yeah, in fact, so, it's something that only a real – asked, would notice is that in most movies, if John is talking to Mary, there will be a shot where you will see through John's eyes what Mary looks like across the table. But when you do that, there's always a corresponding shot where Mary sees what John looks like uh, through, her, through Mary's eyes. You'll see John's face. And those shots are corresponding in size, and you're seeing both of their points of view. But in this movie, there's not one shot in the entire film where we are in anyone's eyes looking at Brit. We're either in God's eyes or we're in Brit's eyes, Mm -hmm. but we're never in anyone else's for the simple reason that no one else exists, because Mm -hmm. she's blogging this. This is her dream. This is her Tapestry of words that she is spinning for her readers, so there are no other sensibilities and points of view. And it may sound like a small thing, but it's actually a giant thing because when you're watching it, you don't—you may not know why, but you are pulled into relationship with her at a level of intimacy that you don't often experience in a movie because there are so many sensibilities at work. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so that's so that's yeah, it. It, it is a giant lead, which is why it's so inexplicable that. Brit isn't publicizing it. It's the weirdest thing it's like this yeah, mystery that, true. that yeah, we don't understand it. It's just so weird, like you know she 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 was fantastic to work with a true professional in every conceivable way and she loved the process and then she saw the movie and loved it and said mm-hmm. she'd never been more proud of anything she'd done in her career and that she would do anything to support the movie which was great and then it was and then she won best actress at Nashville which is no small thing considering you know over 4000 movies applied to Nashville and i don't know 50 75 got in and she wins the only best actress award and that's a great honor and then um and then um suddenly it's time to do promotion and she disappears total radio silence her agents don't call anybody back she's just gone off the grid and there's absolutely no explanation we, we keep hearing rumors but we don't know what's true
1: you know that just that just hit a nerve when you said she just totally disappeared. <laughs> Be careful. Easy, easy. Sorry, but no, yeah, no. I know what you mean. It's
3: just it's 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 just the most bizarre thing. Um, you know, some she has two gigantic movies coming out in the spring. Uh, she's the lead in um, in Tomorrowland with George Clooney, and she's the lead in the Longest Ride, which is the next Nick Sparks. So, maybe you know, maybe someone figures she's gonna be so famous. Why should we bother with this little movie, or maybe I don't know, maybe we've heard like maybe Disney doesn't like the idea that that she's the movie has some that she's sexual with so many men in the movie and that she smokes pot and drinks, and maybe that's not good for the Disney brand for Tomorrowland. I don't know, you know we heard some weird rumor that like her boyfriend didn't want her to do publicity, and I don't know why that would be unless. I don't know, um, so it the whole thing's very, very bewildering because it's the biggest lead a girl her age will ever get, and she's really? so brilliant and it. it's like just ridiculously brilliant, so we have to overcome that and, and and part of the what's wonderful are these loyal fans of max's of Max Carver's, and uh and of Britts and Dylan <laughs> who are all out there helping us to um make sure that people see this
1: yeah. You know the I loved the uh, shots of uh, the overhead shots. It just made her so vulnerable. You could see right into her soul and you know she's in the tub or she's lying on the bed just sprawled out the and the shots where uh you're outside looking in
3: mhm yes the voy- they're voy- voyeuristic
1: yeah, how did you come up with with that with the idea that actually, of I mean I broke that
3: right into the script mm-hmm. I wanted you okay. the viewer before you you know i wanted you to feel two things to be to be in brit's skin feel like you sort of were her or intimate with her but i also wanted to remind you of the the eyes of a predator or the that that we're invading her world that she's small and innocent and alone in that big dark bedroom you know on christmas night um you know that that um there's always a male gaze on her Mm -hmm. that there's two there's Brit in her element, but there's also Katie being gazed at by a man, because part of her youth and her beauty and her recklessness and the way she uses her sexuality are part of the weave of the story. And thematically, that's really important, that what she inspires. and I mean, there are a lot of men in this movie that she inspires a lot of very passionate feelings from, Um Rarely is that passionate feeling love, however. It's a lot of other things. Yes. Um, and she inspires a lot of anger in them, too. Yes. And sometimes she even inspires anger in the viewer, you know, who's frustrated with her because she's so damned human.
1: Right. Well, we have a very uh, special person on the uh, line. We're going to connect him. I mm-hmm. think his name is Mr. Robert Patrick.
3: Oh, my God, how great. Hello, Hey, Robert. how are you? How you doing, Allison? Oh, buddy, I'm so happy you called in. Um, Robert's been on a set today, and we weren't sure if he'd get a chance, and it's just a great thing that you did that. I, I enjoyed – I haven't seen you in a long time, but it was fun to see you at the cast and crew screening on the screen. And every – every rotten, horrible, mean, racist joke out of your mouth. The audience was just roaring at your jokes. I mean, I mean, not only did they laugh at every single line you said that was supposed to be funny, but the, even after um, when you are, let's say, no longer in the movie, one of your your wife quotes one of your jokes about her relatives in Calcutta, <laughs> and the audience was, <laughs> they even loved it when you didn't deliver it, <laughs> they were still loving it. Oh, uh, that's awesome.
4: It was
5: such a fun movie to play, such a fun uh, role to play, so so much fun to be in it. And uh, I had a ball working with uh, the gal that played my wife.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, um, Zuleika Robinson. Yeah, yeah
5: she's yeah, just a yeah. terrific actress and a lot of fun, and grit was a lot of fun, and uh, Really uh, a fun role to do, and I appreciate it, Allison, very much for the opportunity.
3: Oh, it was so great to f- work with you. One of the memories I have of the shoot that I go back to is I remember, you know, we shot the scenes between Britt and her father, um, with Katie and her father, in this pretty small West Hollywood bungalow. And that camera was must have been, you know, six inches from your nose at times and from Britt's. And I just... Remember thinking, because it was fairly early in the shoot. I just thought of the consummate professionalism of you both because you know Britt is young, but she 's a veteran, and of course mm-hmm. you 're a veteran, and just seeing the craft it takes, and also I noticed that we would we would rehearse a little bit. And you would sort of float around the lines and play with the lines and the minute the camera started rolling, you were so on book. Like you knew your lines, you knew exactly what you were gonna do and it was just really kind of breathtaking to watch you two. And I kept thinking how lucky we were because we almost had a we almost had a um a Katie who was very, very inexperienced, you might recall, when you met the first yes. Katie. And I just imagined what a nightmare that could have been in that situation, that pressure cooker you guys were in, because we were shooting so quickly.
5: Um, so, oh, yeah. yeah. That that might not have worked out as well as uh, it did with Fred. <laughs> I mean, she was just just wonderful. I remember, uh, I do remember coming over to your house and meeting, yeah. and, uh, yeah. you know, that first time we met, and then the the change was made, and uh, yeah. it was just a wonderful experience working with her. She's such a great young actress, and,
3: uh, and she was,
5: you know, <laughs> excuse me like uh you know very willing to play and and have some fun and we tried to you know those situations you're immediately trying to create some sort of chemistry that's father and daughter and and some sort of history that's real and uh as actors you're trying to latch on to whatever you can feel in the moment that uh you know that, that that can make that relationship work and and feel right and uh uh, she was uh, certainly real easy for me to uh, to feel paternal about, and uh, yeah. you know, uh, uh, even even the way I was written, uh, you know. Uh,
4: yeah. Well, you know, it's funny greatest, that. You know, dad, that's, not the
3: greatest dad in the world. Not the greatest dad in the world, but when, mm. but she loves you so much, and it comes out more and more toward the end of the movie. That's really one of the first heart, really heartbreaking scenes, is when she starts to break down and realize how much she loves you, and it and it doesn't. That only works because beneath your gruff exterior, in your we see in your anxious eyes that you're, you really do want to connect with her. You just kind of don't know how, and th- that stuff really kind of came through for me the other night when I was watching you guys up there. It was just it was just great. Uh, what are you working on these days?
5: Well, right now I'm uh, on my way to work. Uh, I do a television show for CBS that's on Monday nights at 9 called Scorpion,
4: which uh, is
5: based on a uh, a genius, uh, Walter O'Brien, his life. He has 197 IQ, and I am the uh, federal agent that uh, discovers him and puts him to use for the government. So we are uh, working on saving the world right now. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, it needs it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If anyone can do it, it's you. Of,
5: I'm sure this, uh you know. it's we do a lot of things about cyber attacks. It's a very uh, shows do it very very well. We're very proud of it. Uh, it's, uh, CBS Studios for CBS the network, and uh, having a lot of fun. Great cast, and uh, it's good to be working in Los Angeles. And uh, that's right. And I'm you on my way to, to, to do a, a night shoot.
3: Pardon me? You were going to Hawaii a lot before, right?
5: Yeah, we had another uh, series down there that uh, we got 13 shows out of called Last Resort Resort that was for ABC. Right.
3: Robert and I (laughs) met at a dinner party, and um, I spent most of the evening talking with his great wife, and then he and I started talking, and then I got this thought in my head, and I said, he is going to be Katie's father someday.
4: (laughs) Mm-hmm. I really did think
3: that because we were we were probably about three or four months away from casting, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and my father died of alcoholism, and my father had a had a headache. was a, was a very much like that guy, and um, and I just and once once you had your your gut in place, I knew it was going to work great.
4: Yeah, <laughs> but yeah I
3: should uh, tell I everyone that you Robert looks great cut. in real life. Don't be fooled yeah. by the makeup and the costume.
1: <laughs> yeah, we were wondering about that. <laughs> He's yeah. in
3: great shape, yeah. <laughs> believe me.
1: That's
3: too funny. Well, um, I all right, Lada, have it a great out. day at work. Thank you so much for calling oh. in.
1: Absolutely, oh, I'm, thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much.
2: All okay. Thanks. Right.
1: Okay. Okay, take care. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was sweet of him to call.
2: Isn't that,
3: that great? Um, I didn't want to keep him on too long if he was driving no. and stuff. No, and, I didn't want to ask him um, any questions either. Just wanted yeah, to yeah, like the exactly two of you. Know. I know. I just thought, sorry for taking over the I, show. No,
1: thank you. <laughs> no, we appreciate it. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I know you any both time, do.
1: Analysis. I know you're both like under out, the weather. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm so.
3: I'm so pleased. I
1: really have to say that the scenes between Katie and her father. Mm-hmm, I cried all the time. You know. I mean, I know. I loved. I loved his character. Oh, God. I was in love with him because he was just—he loved her so much, and he couldn't show his feelings. So oh, God.
2: Black. I mean, he, just felt, oh, he, was he, could, he
3: could feel it. <laughs> a few of the funniest lines he had hit the cutting oh, okay. room floor, which was a shame. Some of his funniest lines <laughs> didn't make it into the movie for because of time and economy and a bunch of other things. But what was the damn line? At one point, his wife walks across the room, and he says, I'm like, can you believe before I met her? What does he say? He something improvises. Something about garbage
4: said, like, or something? No, he said or something like, stuff? I
3: know, can you believe before I met her? Oh, yeah, there was. Well, there, actually, there was lots of lines in the book about that. But there's some line about, but before I met her, I didn't like Indian or something. Yeah. And he's, like, <laughs> looking at her butt, and he's just being such a... Uh, and you know, we it was so hard to keep a straight face. Zuleika Robinson, who plays Afreen, his Indian girlfriend, or I guess wife, I don't know. I mean, I think in the, in the book they're not really married. Mm-hmm. Um, she... Is a great actress, and she was in Homeland. She played the the sort of Arabic English reporter that he was sort of in cahoots with, who was his mm-hmm. kind of uh, liaison to the terrorist cell. Mm-hmm. And she's just a great actress. Um, should we actually? You know, what we could do. We could take what? a little break so you guys can breathe and take a drink, and we mm-hmm. can play. Um, we can pl- uh, play. Um, Sorry. Sorry. Um, start. Do you want to play the other song?
1: Yeah. Start yeah. by Rachel Taylor, just
3: Let me just tell you a little bit about it yes. real quick. Um of all we got all these songs in and this is the only one that we re recorded. All the others were recorded on garage band or in little studios and they were perfect to go into the movie but mm-hmm. this one she had a really bad microphone and it sounded so primitive i thought some poor little appalachian girl was like, <laughs> it's a it's acapella and i thought she was like hitting a, a rock with a board in the middle of the woods is what it sounded like and you'll see it's a very haunting song and it plays over the end credits and our composer who's a very serious musician spent uh, a day in the studio with her she flew in and then he spent three weeks around the clock. Um, producing this song And it's just unbelievable So really give this a listen And when we come back we'll have um, Max Carver I bet
1: Hopefully yeah
3: Okay So start by Rachel Faith I did my
6: time I stood in line I waited for so long Standing Suckers sitting Duck I finally Jumped this barn now I get this year to live, I'm gonna live it well Cause I want something new to give in my life, show and tell I'm gonna try things, I'm gonna go there Gonna take this all away Test my limits, I'm it And there's nothing you can say so here I go with an open heart gun Where mm-hmm. now my life starts Bum-ba-dum, bum-bum-bum-ba-dum Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da Bum-ba-dum, bum bum ba I'm gonna go there Gonna take this all away just my limits And I'll wait yet And there's nothing you can say So here I go with an open heart Cause Out the door. She's gone. She's gone. But it's time to see that, that girl is me, it's and me. I just ain't that little anymore. Oh, oh, oh. So, oh. I'm gonna try things. Try things.
2: So haunting. I don't want to get
3: people excited, but someone just tweeted that they bought one of the songs on iTunes.
2: Oh, cool. Um, cool. One of
3: Jacqueline Gerling's song Breathe You In. So I don't know if it's true, but that's what I someone this, said. I so want I love
1: both of I want them. I want
3: them. Oh, all of them. Isn't that a that girl? Is 16 years old. Oh, my never goodness. recorded, never performed live, sat alone in her room writing songs. Her mother didn't even know she had submitted it. Mm-hmm. You know, she came into the studio with perfect pitch, perfect time working with the, the metronome and everything, knew exactly what she was doing. Turns out her grandfather, I believe, was a, was a a prodigy that played with Benny Goodman when he was 16. And she's just really, really gifted.
1: Well, Allison, we have um, a special guest on right now. And we're going can to hear him on th- Mr. Bax Carver.
4: <laughs> oh. hi, 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 Max. Hey, ma'am. Hi,
3: Max. Hi, <laughs> Max. How is I everyone? Can, I can hear the girls know. screaming in the distance <laughs> as the as the
7: screen, the Beatlemania screams throughout Hollywood in America.
4: <laughs> that's, them,
7: that's them running away, Allison. I don't know away. about that, man. <laughs> <laughs> you um,
3: you got a lot of a lot of fans out there. Well, well the Max, when sweet. you
1: tweet something, our our page, our Twitter page on the chicks it goes nuts. <laughs> goes nuts. <laughs> nuts! No way! It
2: does. So many retweets, it's ridiculous. And I love how they're all, follow me, Max, follow me, Max, marry me, we Max. love you, Max. They <laughs> love you. Tori,
3: Tori Spelling loves the movie and tweeted about it this morning, and she's got, you know, like a million followers, over a million. Mm-hmm. And then Max retweets her, and the number of retweets go up, doubles in about 11 mm-hmm. minutes.
7: <laughs> oh, my God. That's so good. Well, Max is a tall fan. I mean, Teemo <laughs> fans are the best, honestly, the most hardcore fans in the world. They're so cool. Mm-hmm. I know and it's just so. a
3: testament to their their passion for you and your you. your work and they love your brother and they love what your show, but also it's you know I don't think the world really gets the revolution that's happened, and I don't think a lot of people understand twitter and um and so they don't they don't understand how it works and the immediacy of it, and so your generation just gets it and sort of lives connected in that way and it's exhilarating when you see it happen right before your eyes. Like, people are watching the movie and watching you in the clips, and then the movie arrives, and it's all happening
7: in real time. It's really great. No, it's crazy. And then one thing I've noticed, too, is that there's completely different boundaries about being online. I mean, like people have had to mm. redefine yeah. uh, the self. You know, because for me, there's stuff I wouldn't share online. I'm 26, but if I was 16 right now, yeah I've had a, a whole life on instagram and 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 none of my friends are bad enough. you know it's just yeah. totally different,
1: yeah. Yeah. which
7: is why this movie's to me so cool yeah That's why well, I, we I like have, we had some so
1: questions for you, max. um, you had some really intense scenes in the movie um is this the most emotionally demanding role you've ever had
7: um, I don't know I mean, look, this is the first time I've ever done a film. And uh, for me, it was emotionally demanding. But the main thing is, like, like, I remember reading Allison's script and just falling in love with Katie campenfeld mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So um, I wouldn't say it was emotionally demanding. It felt, uh, I mean, it was, but it just felt at the time very real. And, and we were moving so quick because it was an indie. And I just wanted to make sure that I honored what was, both what Allison had put in words and what how I felt about Katie as well. So it just, I mean, I don't know. It didn't feel emotionally demanding. It felt like it was happening, which was cool. Um,
3: mm-hmm. okay. And she was rejecting you, know. you in real life, right? Oh, <laughs> for
7: sure. <laughs> <her. For
3: her. laughs> It was yeah, funny that I would see not you. Her all the time. I, I would see not you, but I, w- I would watch all day as extras or young men or actors, and they would sort of buzz around Brit, and I could just and the power that she was wielding. Without yeah. even saying a word, just by being a the lead in the movie and b mm-hmm. ridiculously beautiful and talented, like and she's not a very talkative person, so she would just like hang out and I. And I, I even said to her once, I said, "These guys are just unraveling around you." And I said, "Isn't it weird having all that power?" She said, "Yeah, it kind of is." <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Yep, she ruined. It. No, she, every guy she, can relate to the girl, the blonde hair, blue eyed girl in high school that, you know, you just sort of could never get. That piece of hard candy that just never melted around you, you know? So,
2: Max, what was it like working with Britt?
7: I mean, Allison just kind of hit the nail on the head. I, I, I said, you know, there's a lot more to Britt than meets the eye. I'm not saying a hell of a lot. She's stunning. But okay. Britt was very easy to work with, just totally professional. And given some of the scenes that we had to do where I was, A, either being abusive or, B, we were having sex, you know, totally professional, good-natured. It was a blast. I mean, I wish I, wish I had more in the film just because I, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed being on set so much and working with her and working with everyone there.
1: Well, um, how how do we know you're really you and not your twin brother?
4: <laughs> uh, that's
1: do we know You're not an imposter.
3: Because <laughs> um, I hear he offered you $5,000 to switch places during the second sex scene.
7: <laughs> I don't know if he would have done that. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I think from the sex scene. Allison had to teach me how to premature never mind. Oh, okay. oh but, um, my god. No, I actually-
3: didn't have any trouble having sex. I just had to teach him how to premature ejaculate. Because <laughs> he, he because it was so foreign to him, being the master of the tantric ways of delayed gratification. He couldn't even oh, imagine oh, a high school boy being over eager. So I had to dig deep into my memory <laughs> banks and um and, and and direct his uh his love making. Right. <laughs> which what he does to perfection you know I, I always say it's so much about you know there, it, it what matters is that it, it that it really really feels real and I right. can't stand when you see these sex scenes where, like, the girl doesn't want to get naked, so she's wearing a shirt, and it's, like, mm. bright light coming in from everywhere, and they're, like, faking it. It's just so weird to me that you wouldn't just want to cloak it in darkness and in clothing, and it becomes about your breathing and your actions and your bodies and all of that. Oh, and, awesome. I, you know, I, when I'm watching it, it all feels real to me. I'm not having any idea that I'm watching actors, and that's how it should
1: right.
7: be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay.
1: Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, go ahead.
7: No, no, i have oh, nothing no. more no, you to go, say about no, you go hearing her ejaculation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, describe Allison anyway. in three words.
7: Oh no. Oh. Sorry, say it again.
1: Describe Allison in three words.
7: Easy now. Oh man, I'll be I'll be kind here. Thanks. Um. Allison is, uh, I, I mean, to me, Allison's just—he's he's sharp, he's present, and he's. Uh, this is—I wish I had a better word, but he's so uh, accommodating to everyone. But in, in, in that, he's, he's willing to talk about any topic, any time, and has so much insight I'm ridiculous. I mean, for example, was a part I think it got cut down a little bit, but where I said we were trolling on 4chan. Like Allison, what what the hell is 4chan? And he showed me, you know, he's just so much. He's a Trivial Pursuit master, I can only assume. He so much random knowledge and, and just these facts. Yeah, it's funny you should say that because I've been told
3: that my whole life that like that that I know a little bit about a ton of stuff. Um, and I did introduce him to the glories of 4chan. I told him all about it. For those of you who don't know, it's it's a very very dark subversive um, bulletin board um oh. and it's part of the way i sort of stay in touch with the yes, the darker sides of the american teenager is that i sort of read mm-hmm. these stories that people tell some of them are true some of them are lies um and it's also the name of the hacker who hacked into all the selfies all those nude selfies yes. of those actresses his name was 4chan. and that was no his what? shout out to his that was wow. his shout out to his group
7: when, here we go. This is what I'm talking about. Who else would know that? Does. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's where they first. broke. That's where all the selfies first appeared. Was all over 4chan, and allegedly the FBI crawls all over it because it's like the. Someone told me it's the edge of what do they call it? The the, um, the deep internet. What's it called? The dark. There's a word. I'm just blanking on it. But there's a word for like the sort of deep space of the internet that the average person does not know about. That is the world that the hackers live in, and allegedly, 4chan is its most sort of, you know, presentable side. But if you just poke oh, into uh, it, you fall into like a vast web of scary shit in there. Um, yeah, it's horrible. But, but, yeah, I, I have an idea for a movie or a book that deals that has to do with it. So I just love to just troll around mm-hmm. and read, and and, I, and it does stay in the movie. By the way, that line does. Um, I, I I couldn't let that line go. That's a shout out Sorry. to my that's a shout out to the beatards, which is the nickname for people who look at they're called beatards um, the people that look at uh at 4chan. Okay. There we
7: go. I mean, he could host a cocktail party and you'd be fine. And you would have a wonderful time.
3: Now, I have to tell you my wife loved what Max was wearing. She kept saying, Why don't you dress like him? So few young people know how to dress. He wore a really cool suit with, with like Oh with these the screening. And he wore, you know, shoes that were sort of a different shade with no 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 visible socks and glasses. And he were you wearing glasses or were you your brother? Anyway, but he just looked super cool. And she kept saying how great he looked. And that she thinks that's why the girls love him so much because not only does he look like a tall, dark Matt Damon, but he has this great sense of himself and style. And um, he's also incredible. They're both brothers. Are really smart and funny, which is something you don't uh, you don't uh, see every day among the handsome. <laughs> no. Where
7: did you go to school again? I couldn't remember Chloe was asking me Where did I go to school? Yeah uh, I mean I well, I grew up in San Francisco But I went to high school on the east coast And then didn't you, go, <laughs> didn't you go to like a prep school? Yeah I went to a boarding school called St.
3: Right, Paul's Right right And I had a connection to St. Paul's That's why I remembered it was someplace kind of special Did your brother go there too?
7: Uh, he made it for a year Yeah Yeah <laughs>
3: you guys for anyone who doesn't know it's a really great school and very old it's been around forever and has a long history so, haven't some presidents gone to St. Paul's?
7: um I don't know if we had it. I don't know I, I mean I know like, John Kerry went there I don't know it's like it's like <laughs> Deadfoot Society a little bit but it was a, yeah, it was a great place. that's what I meant you know yeah. boarding school I used to go to Cape
3: Cod every yeah. summer and a bunch of teachers from St. Paul's were in the group of my that I hung with like the the parents of my friends were teachers at St Paul's, so that's how I was oh, cool. introduced to it like back in the eighties, yeah um, oh man, so what's next for you? What are you
7: doing now right now i uh, i mean in uh, terms of your work in terms of the career, I don't yeah. know, you know it's uh same old, we were working on leftovers, working on teen wolf, and uh now we're just kind of exploring what's next, Charlie, my brother has a film coming out. In, uh, I believe Sundance, I think it premieres called I Am Michael, um, and then cool. for me it, it's pilot season, man. My oh, favorite man. time of year.
3: That's right. We My have se- people year. say we don't have seasons here in L.A. It's crazy. We have summer and we have pilot season
4: <laughs> <laughs> too. Uh. <laughs> I want. Oh, I don't, don't know. Some,
3: someone yeah. today suggested that Charlie wasn't holding up his end in the tweeting. What do you think? Is Charlie because if he doesn't give you full support, then when I am Michael comes out, forget it.
7: you're put oh, right. him <laughs> on Twitter when that comes. Yeah,
3: out. I've oh, heard uh, that Charlie has not been tweeting today. One of the PR people said that Charlie wasn't holding up his end, and I said that.
1: Oh, that sounds I,
3: weird because I, he he was at the screening. I said, "Well, I'll
7: get to the bottom of it."
1: Yeah, well, that's an excuse.
7: Well, he's staying in my house, so he might be. Uh,
1: you should be bad, blogging
7: now.
3: Yeah. I mean,
1: tweeting now. Tweeting yeah, you should give him
7: no refrigerator
3: privileges until <laughs> you. <laughs> By the way, I thought Holland was your your girlfriend was fantastic. I just really was impressed with her. Seriously, I'm not just saying that because you know she's beautiful. That um, she's so intelligent and really um, really got great poise and and clearly has so much warm feeling towards you. Just nice to be around you guys.
7: Thanks, Allison. I I, I guess that's out on the. Uh, out <laughs> in public now. <laughs> oh
4: my, are you joking?
7: <laughs> oh come on, you have you got your pictures on Just Jared. <laughs> yeah no, Holland. I'm just giving you black man. Oh god, Holland, I scared me, sweetheart. Holland's a sweetheart.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah no, it,
7: I know. yeah it was cool. You know, there's there's the, the screening was so much fun because um it, it's weird we shot this movie what uh, almost two years ago. Yeah, at least that's when you guys must have started. And just it was finished like eighteen months ago. Yeah, yeah, it was was wild. And I've been, you know, telling Holland and my brother about that film since since I I got the part.
3: It's so sad because you know we sold it to the first person who saw it, and we this could have been all happening a year ago. Um, And I keep telling myself, well, maybe in some weird way, the way the world's advanced in our careers and everything's happened, maybe somehow this is the right time. I don't know. We'll, We'll never know because we can't compare. But it was a real long – and I think I would say to every indie filmmaker out there that whatever challenges you have in making a movie, they're nothing compared to what happens when the movie's over. You're just afloat in in a sea of choices and people trying to expl- – it's just a terrible experience. It was on my first movie, the same thing happened. You just don't know what – and everyone's giving you different advice. And so we finally showed it to somebody, and they bought it, and here we are. So um, I'm just really happy that uh, it's finally going to – out there in the world.
7: Well, I'm proud of you, Allison. Taking it home like you did. Holy smokes, man! I can't even imagine. Oh, Well, thank you. I,
8: can you guys hear me? It's Andy Buckley. Yeah, hey, hey hi, Andy, Andy Buckley. So
1: Andy, oh, hey, Matthew, there we go.
8: All right,
1: it's okay. I got. this is
3: that rat that was hitting on, that was smacking around your 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 uh, stepdaughter. Max is this, Carver. Is this the uh, is
8: this uh, young Saint Paul's Max? It's right.
3: Oh no! You're like a we're young not. Matt Damon. I've been I've been <laughs> listening uh, for the last he five
8: does. minutes on the thing.
4: Oh, I thought you no. were talking about when really you said young Matt
8: Damon. I assumed you were talking about me.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we were,
8: we were, yeah.
4: we were. And that's Often. Mark.
8: That's
3: Mark Harmon.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs>
4: I don't. I don't even well, think
3: I'm that.
1: No, we you that Bundy a Mark you Mark grew a
3: mustache.
1: <laughs> oh, that mustache. <laughs>
3: when he played Ted Bundy oh. for the TV movie, he grew a mustache. Oh,
1: right. <laughs> did he really? I did he Bundy have a mustache. I guess it a temperament. But he definitely
3: played Ted Bundy. I'm pretty sure he did. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy, from whom you all know from um, from The Office mm-hmm. uh, and many other fine forms of entertainment, oh, many countless, TV shows. Countless. I
8: mean, I did a Silk Stockings years ago. I'm sure there's some <laughs> folks out there that probably... Remember oh, that epic remember performance. That
3: what was the TV show you just did um, before you played for the last couple of years? Um, was it oh, the last couple of years, there was
8: one, uh, some of the younger folks out there, uh, younger girls out there. Some of Max's fans may know, uh, Yeah. Brits fans, actually. Um, the Lying Game <laughs> the was lying on ABC game. Family.
3: Mm-hmm. It's on
8: After Pretty Little Liars. Um,
3: a lot of lying oh, going on that. on that channel.
8: Um, it was a lot of lying of and a and lot of laying. That's... Uh, Oh,
3: hey, I'm not going to touch that one. Ho, oh, hey.
4: <laughs> hey yo.
1: Um,
3: this is turning into like but, like the Johnny Carson show. I'm calling you from the Catskills here.
1: <laughs> well, you now, Andy, we have a question for you. you yeah, well, I, I have
4: you? an answer.
8: The moon,
1: <laughs> the sun,
4: and Dolly Parton.
1: What Dolly. Is,
8: that was my Karnak. That was my. Johnny carson Karnak. <laughs> Allison's the only well, one that would You're get losing
3: that. Max demographic right now. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> exactly. I'm dying. I'm dying. Hey, nice. Hi, Max, I'm how how here. So, not yes, to cut what? you off. Go ahead.
1: Go ahead. Okay, Andy, we, we we want to know if Allison cast you because of your acting talent or your ability to grow a mustache. <laughs> I
8: think we know the answer <laughs> to that one. Um, <laughs> I, uh, few people can grow a mustache like I can uh, <laughs> case in point. Uh the name of the character is the mustache. Yeah, so that's right. Um that would that would be the, the reason.
3: Or um, the heinous any,
8: mustache. I'm, I'm the <laughs> Andy Please and don't. I have known each
3: other now for over twenty years and we've never worked together and it was just like a perfect confluence that I was making this movie at a precise time. Where he was famous enough for me to cast him, it was perfect. That's
8: um, right. And I purposely, uh, I, I, went, I I happened to drop by his place when he was thinking about it, and I had uh, put on a fake mustache similar to the one that I knew I could grow. And I said, "Oh, my buddy, buddy, uh, just in the in the neighborhood. How you doing, pal?" Uh, just to spark the thought in his head
3: one of the most powerful yeah, yeah. scenes in the movie is between Max and Andy. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those indie moments where you don't have much time, you know, so many times that people don't understand is that making an independent film is as much like making a big studio film as like, you know lace making is to auto repair. Like There's nothing in common between shooting for months and having all the money in the world and being on a set where you have to make split second decisions and shoot a big a whole page of action in, in 30 minutes. And every day these choices had to be made. And one of the biggest scenes in the movie is the confrontation between Andy's character and uh, Max's character and we did not have much time and we, we had to try to get it in one shot. And we did, by the way, and that was the first take. We did about four or five until finally I just said, "For merciful God, before Max gets killed, can we just stop this? We have it. We know we have it. So let's let's not worry about it." And uh, it was like it was like when Nick
8: Nolte and Eddie Murphy first, you know, worked
3: together. Yeah, that's right. That's, I I think that's right. similar there, to is that. there is very similar yeah. you two.
1: Yeah, because before Max gets slammed into the wall, I mean. The... I
8: gave it my all, and it didn't even faze him.
3: It left a hole, hole in the wall weights. that had to be replastered in order for us to get our deposit back. And that's a real oh. hole that his head made. So when people talk about the differences between Max and Charlie, one of the central ones is the divot in the back of Max's head. <laughs> Max is a little bit tougher. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'll take
3: that. I'll take that. You and know. an inch yeah,
2: really Sorry, Charlie. Own,
4: <laughs> <but I'm pumped.
2: laughs> so, Andy, I have a question for you. Did sure. you read the novel? Did you, read, did you actually read the novel? And you oh, have to tell the question. truth. Tell the truth.
8: Um, not only did I read the novel, but okay. then I was able to resell the novel
2: <laughs> at a local,
8: <laughs> local well, bookshop. A- Andy, uh, if you read yes, it, why don't you are... tell
3: all of us who it's dedicated to? That yeah, would be an easy who, question because it's, it's on the first page. Who's an the novel is dedicated to? Yes, yeah. who
2: did he dedicate it? This is a quiz.
3: I be- and it's not the. If I'm day. not,
8: yeah. If I'm not mistaken, it's dedicated to the great Malcolm Poe.
3: <laughs> <laughs> good try. It's to Chloe. I don't want
8: to. I
4: good
3: don't want to
8: show Al's new book,
7: but I will,
8: <laughs> <laughs> since he won't.
7: Got this. I got this one. I got the book right here for darling Chloe. There you go. Thank that's you, man. A- uh, that's very course, impressive. That's how the hell did I, you ask? I- I- how did you have that book right there? You just
3: walked over to your shelf and plucked it down?
7: I, I, I put it under it? my pillow every day.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, <thanks laughs> I sold one
3: you. of my extra copies.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Good
4: save. Good save.
2: <laughs> well, in fairness, Allison, well, I mean, fi- come on. Who who reads the dedications? I mean, I, I read the, I've read the book like five times, so I didn't know who it was dedicated to.
3: Okay, I just thought I'd give it a shot. Yeah.
2: But he knows I uh I actually I,
8: I, I actually didn't read it. I read the Cliff Notes version
3: of it. 'Cause it was just I read the Cliff Notes version of the script actually. Um <laughs> Yeah, don't tell Andy how it ends when he sees the movie. <laughs> he he just goes through it, he 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 highlights his lines, then he numbers them and mm-hmm. and then he gets right to rehearsal.
4: And if I'm not mistaken,
8: it ends with the
3: high five, the cliff of the high five.
8: Between me and uh, and Brett, yeah.
3: that's as I yeah. understood it. Yeah, that was his last moment on Screen Max.
8: That was my and last when, moment
3: when she, when she when when they have good news and and he high fives Katie. That's the last time we see him. So. um, well,
1: anyway. I need to get something verified because it's been going around the internet. Um, can you tell us about your famous Easter party? You know, the one where you wore a sombrero.
8: It's been going around the internet. <laughs>
3: well, not really, but I,
1: hey. I just... Yeah, I Max, that in. Max, if you had not been,
3: a, had been um, four years old, this uh-huh. Andy had a party that was epic in, in young Hollywood history. We were probably your age, and his parents had good. this... His parents had this mansion that they didn't really live in. They lived in the East Coast, so he, as a young man, would sort of was staying in this like rambling, beautiful, old world mansion in Beverly Hills, and he and we would have dinner parties a lot, like for ten people, invited girls over and make them dinner. It was really fun. But then he had an epic Easter party, and he it was there it was a tennis court, a swimming pool, the whole house was filled, and um, Andy was wearing a kimono and a sombrero, and had yeah. plenty to drink. And he was like the, the Hugh Hefner of the 20-somethings in those days, and it was absolutely it I hilarious. can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> the existence of The party of ended any with 20 this. people, 20 naked people in the pool. And, oh me, and me, fully dressed, sitting in a desk chair with a in a deck chair with a beer, commenting hilariously. I thought on the proceedings because I said, "Look, I'm counted, and right now there's like eight girls and eight guys, and I'm not going to flop around like an idiot with no girl around. So you guys have fun, and I'll just do the commentary." <laughs> Heidi flight oh is there. Babyface was there, Tracy Edmonds was there. It was unbelievable the the playmate <laughs> none of none of they had there. they had left before uh Yes, yes, I should make that clear they were they were not a part of any of the stuff like No, here. no. No, that was that was <laughs> just his friend <laughs>
4: playmate They were.
3: of the decade, pet of the decade was there. And that's just scratching the surface. It was an incredible party. And it was Easter when the uh, Lord is resurrected. Yeah. Oh, that was a long time ago. And he's a married man with children now. He's settled married down. guy
8: with kids and a dog, Yeah. all that stuff. Two and a yep. half, what is it? Two point three kids.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep.
8: The whole, the, dog, the whole the shooting
7: match. Two point three is
3: kids. Yeah.
7: Someday, Max, you two will have life yeah. and a dog. Your life is complicated. Let's put twenty years on that one. The teen, <laughs> the teen wolf
3: himself will have. with we'll be the gray, we'll be kids. the gray wolf. I'm going to give you some fatherly, big uncle. I'm going to give you some unclely advice and some, some avuncular advice is the actual word, avuncular advice, Max. This is what no one tells you when you're young. Are you ready? I'm ready. You think that you get older and things happen. And then when you get to be like 60, 65, you go, wow, I'm going to die someday. And you really feel mortality. What no one warns you about is that when you get to like just in your 40s, Everyone around you, all the parents you know of everyone, are dropping dead left and right, and then, and then a little later, your, you know, people you know that your age are dropping dead, and suddenly all you can think about is the charnel house of human existence, and what you thought was going to uh-huh. happen when you were uh-huh. old right, is happening so press. much sooner than you thought. <laughs> Am I right, ladies? Drink. <laughs> <laughs> so, go
4: on out
3: and uh, see the
5: movie. Uh,
4: yeah. You yeah. I the, right. you know, <laughs> this, is the this is the kind true. of stuff that you're going <laughs> to. Anyway, we're to so so have a shitload oh, of fun now. No, that's <laughs> <laughs> basically
8: true,
3: though, Max. Mm-hmm. Once you hit 30, it all goes down, <laughs> downhill. downhill fast. Oh, hey, don't have to, but don't have kids too late because you'll be exhausted and your back will hurt. Andy and I waited a long time, and it's it's very very tiring to be
8: a great dad. You get bum knees, you get bum backs. Yeah.
7: Um end it all now, You that? know,
3: based on this conversation.
1: <laughs>
7: <laughs> that,
1: hey, you know, man, hey, I really, hey, I'm really really nice. nice. <laughs> I have tremendous
3: <laughs> love and affection for you, but your suicide could be the best thing that ever happened to the our Twitter feed. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, <laughs> my god. <laughs> I would you, you mind, mind if I wrote the note? Say anything? <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. The note, note would be full of like cash tags and shit. <laughs> 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 the hell, no. Um,
7: By the way, uh, I
8: know we didn't get to chat uh, too much the other the other night, Max. Very nice to see yeah. you.
7: Yeah, nice to see you so, as well.
8: Simply pass that along. As brief as it was.
3: Thank you for,
7: yeah. yeah, it was good to see you.
3: Do you think we've um, Do you think we've worn them out enough, ladies? We should uh, let them go because they're too oh, old. Yeah, I Max has a diet. lot
2: to. You know, think about you've given him a lot to think about. Yeah, I think so. Max true. is reevaluating his life as we speak. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna a heroin guy.
8: I'm gonna go you Should to have Maryland. kids, you shouldn't have kids. He's <laughs> gotta go <laughs> back I'm to kids. Saint Paul's
7: and, okay. and become like a, an RA.
4: Yeah.
7: <laughs> Perfect. Pack it in. I might I might I might just uh, be a little hermit and retire from the rest of the world after this conversation. But that's guess, <laughs> <Yeah>. good. <laughs>
8: not to uh that's a segue into Herman's Head and Molly Hagan from Herman's Head. played mm-hmm. Katie's mom, but uh, <laughs> I'll do that since she said Hermit. That's about as close as I'm going to get. Well, uh, I don't
3: know if anybody's talking about it. Nobody remembers so Head, Andy, but you.
8: Excuse. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm dating myself, like, yeah, beyond Alice.
3: You are, bro. Well, That show Molly was, 19- was great eighty three or something. Well, um, well you guys, thank you, you very much. I stink. can't tell you how uh, how it, it uh, warms the cuckolds of my heart to know that you are that you did this, and we'll talk soon.
1: We'll talk soon.
3: Keep the tweet alive. Thank you so
1: much, Max. Uh, thanks Thanks for having us again.
7: Well, we have
3: Molly and, uh, on.
1: Andy, we have Molly on. Go on, on right out,
2: here. see it, download hey,
3: it, Hey, Hey, Andy, Molly's on. Oh, hey, hey, Molly. How are you? Hello, Alan. Yes, you're on. there you go.
2: Oh hello! It's your husband was just chatting about you.
8: Hi Molly. Hi. Molly is terrific in the movie. Me, Mi, me esposa.
9: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Andy.
3: That or is one glamorous. You guys make one glamorous, thrilling, exciting. I can tell your lives are just thrilling lives, the two of you guys. Your characters.
1: Oh. <laughs> I can just see you both in the kitchen right now. It's just like <laughs> heaven. No, so they they go out
3: to stuckies and stuff, and I mean they, and then pretty soon they're going to start scrapbooking together. I think. Oh yes. Yeah. You know, occasionally we toss around some young punk who's in
8: over trying yeah. to make uh, make headway with Katie. But, you know, I can live off that for ten years.
3: Yeah. I bet that know. night she put aside some of her Catholic mores and was pretty turned on exactly. by pretty turned on by the mustache that night when he was so manly. I would think so.
8: Oh, yeah. Some young sorry. duck in
3: there. I was amazed awesome. the other the night. It it you get the hell out of here. I was amazed the other night that it didn't get a laugh when we saw the, um, I can't say that, when the second mustached man came on later, I thought maybe uh-huh. that mustache oh. would. Oh, no, it, you got a
9: laugh.
3: I didn't. No, I, I didn't. Did you hear it, Molly?
9: There, it, there was a laugh. Oh. Uh, it it was, I, I heard, I, it wasn't like the whole audience, but there was, there was, there was, there was
3: something who
1: yeah. were like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, you know, Tamali, you know. tell us. Um, Jane has questions for you.
1: Yes, I, I do have a question for you. Um, I want to know: Is it true that you and Allison met when you were the same age as Katie? Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. That one is
8: like? We don't want to say what year. We don't want to say what year that was. But,
3: <laughs> you uh, don't want to know
9: what year that was, or you do? <laughs> Andy, Andy wants to know. We don't. <laughs> It
3: was 1979. And we met. And we met. Now, I should mention that, now, this is how the brain works. I should mention that we never met again until the first day of shooting the movie, all those years later. And we never spoke in 1979, except maybe we were introduced, maybe not. Someone told me who she was, and I watched her talk to some people in, in, at the Norris Center at Northwestern University where she was a freshman. And I had already graduated and was back because a play of mine was being produced. But she made an impression on me. And when we were casting the mom, and I loved uh, her in Election, and when we were casting the mom, I said, I think I want to offer her this, and I'm t- I have a weirdest feeling that if we do, she will do it. Like I felt there was a destiny to it that I couldn't quite explain.
9: Well, my acting teacher, David Downs, who, was he your acting teacher or you just Yes, called? he was. Okay, so um, he was my student, my yoga student at the time, and he mentioned that a uh, friend of his was doing this film. And I said, what's the film? I'm like, God, do you think I could get in on it? I'm like, could you call him now? Could you call Allison now? Can I get in on it? And apparently Allison said, oh, I want it for the role. And I went, what?
3: That's not, <laughs> that, unless, unless I was misinformed, that's now, <laughs> this is how I heard it.
4: Okay.
9: We
3: sent it to you, and you and you didn't know that we had already made up our mind that we wanted you. It was basically an offer, but we sent it to you. You read it, and we got word that you really liked it, and we made the decision definite, okay, we're going to make this offer. Ten minutes later, the phone rang, and David said, I'm sitting here right now at lunch with Molly Hagan. What's, what's happening with that role? And I said, what's happening is that we're offering it to her. And he turned around and said, "Well, they're offering you know, it's your role at the table while you are having lunch, that but is, you had already read it at that point." Is the yeah, way that you're right? So,
9: yeah, I'm I menopausal. I, I remember now. That. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's more like it. That's what but I, it was still
3: amazing. How many times are people they go out to lunch and maybe you're you're kind of slightly anxious, wondering if you're going to get something, and the person you're eating with can pick up the phone and go, "Oh, you just got the part." It was kind of great.
9: Yeah, it was great. Well,
3: that's that's the benefit of doing yoga. Right there. <laughs> but what I, did, what I didn't the know, see, you know, <laughs> look at that callback. Um, what I didn't know was that at the time that I met Molly, she felt a kinship to Katie that uh, that I think I must have sensed because I sensed that she would take this role because it, it, there was a This des- feels like there was some sort of psychological destiny to the whole thing. Molly then read the book. Um, on the first day on the set, if you recall, you read it like in the trailer and yeah. felt a, a real kinship to the character of, well, of your then, daughter
9: and many young uh women have been suffered from abuse, you know I did too, and um and I was hyper sexualized uh during my college years, and uh that <laughs> that's where uh that's where Allison saw me. Apparently, I had shorts on that were slid up all the way to my whatever. I don't no, remember it was even that. No,
3: it was even better. They were long Levi's. They were long pants that had a rip in them. And the rip went right around the line of your thigh, your upper thigh. And I just felt like I'd never seen anything quite like that. It was just so brazen and sexy. And I was like, wow. And then they said, yeah, she's a freshman, you know.
4: But, uh I'll just
8: I'll just mention again that I'm a married man
9: with two kids. <laughs> yeah. well, unfortunately, that on his head. i a sex anymore. I'm I I got therapy, but um. Damn, she's But yeah, healed. the book really really spoke to me, and and the thing that was so astonishing to me was that it was written by a man. That it was written by Allison was so I was so blown away by because he really is inside of a teenager's head.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And
9: and
3: when I first was
9: cast, I was like,
2: "How does the mother not know? How does the mother not know anything is ca- going be on?" Be
9: careful, be and,
3: careful, be careful with spoilers, okay? Just be a oh. little careful,
9: okay? Okay.
3: Um. um,
9: my mother had no idea what was going on in my life.
3: Right. None. None. Yeah, the I no idea. A real, the audience seemed to get a kick out of it. every time she lied to you. They really seemed to get a kick out of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Because she does it so effortlessly and so convincingly.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the, there a couple of scenes where she forgot her, her the birthday, and the mom forgot her, the birthday, and yeah. then when Katie's um, on the sitting on her bedroom floor drinking wine, and Andy and you know your Andy's character and Molly's character come in, and they're like oblivious right. that she's drinking out of a bottle of wine. It's
3: actually a bottle of champagne. Cham- it's is it champagne. Okay, just- it's New Year's Eve.
1: Okay.
9: Yeah, when I watched the movie, I went. We didn't notice that because <laughs> you know we only see one side angle, and and the you know she gets up and she walks towards us, and you mm. know I didn't notice the bottle at all. And I'm watching the movie. I'm like, really? I didn't notice she was drinking. I was like, oh my god!
3: But you have so much on your mind.
4: <laughs> yeah, I have so much
3: on my mind. I mean, you really are. You're you're, you're creating a new relationship. <laughs> And, but but uh, you start to figure things out. I mean, you order her back into to get help, and
9: you know, yeah, you,
3: you, you try, you try your best.
9: I try, I, I but it, I think it's very true to life: um, the obliviousness and and um, you know, how much is being busy with other things? How much is having blinders on? How much is wishing for the best? You just don't know.
3: It's like the whole thing where kids, when they have a couple, when the computers in a public space, you know, they write P O T S parent over the shoulder, and that mm-hmm. means yep. that the person they're chatting with instantly knows to start writing bullshit, basically. Wow. That, that is,
9: is
8: Your kid's oh already doing it, Andy.
3: And what is he, six, eight? I'm, I'm, uh, I mean, uh, I'm cooked. <laughs> 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 You buddy,
4: wow. Um, uh, I have a question.
2: I'm
4: sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: ahead. No, I was Molly. Um, I. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. I've I've been sick all week, so I'm a little out of it. But, um, no, I was wondering what was it like working with Allison as a director? Well, Allison's really, really smart, Mm -hmm.
9: and um, so the script is really specific and, and. because I'm menopausal. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I just remember, I don't, I, he was, I was very specific. I, I remember it being very easy. And right. the set was very, very uh relaxed. So, um, <sighs> that you could do the work you needed to do. Like, you know, Britt was amazing, but mm-hmm. the set helped her be amazing.
2: Right.
9: Do you know what I mean? I it was, it yeah, was, um,
4: yeah.
9: I, I don't know. It was. It, it was easy. It was. Very easy. I mean, she went through hell, but I think there but everybody, was. <laughs> you, know, you
3: also had a lot of craft, and all the actors had a lot of craft, so it's, it makes it much easier when right. you give someone something very specific to do, and they can just do it. So I was making corrections, like or giving, or giving input, input in between, every, between take, every, every take, but everybody just took it so well that it just makes it exciting. Yeah. Uh, what you don't want is to get the same take ten times, so you're in the editing room and you have no choices at all, because you're know doing the same thing. So even if someone nails it beautifully, if you're going to be doing other takes, you might as well try different things. And I just remember you being, whatever I I suggested, you just nodded, you understood it, and you did it. And that's what real craft is, and that's what you just pray for, especially in an indie movie where the schedule is so fast. Yeah, yeah.
9: I, don't I, don't know. Well, I mean, you... sometimes I'm really nervous, and I just was completely not nervous on that side.
3: You certainly, yeah, you really. Well, Andy also keeps, keeps things. That's, well, that's, I think, so that's the, the calming effect of a of a mustache, of a real mustache. <laughs> that's true. You know,
4: you can he say he Al, keeps his wife laughing. Al did
3: that, but I mean, he keeps he his, his wife laughing from calling. the moment he comes home till the moment of the ch- children's conception. She's always laughing, mm-hmm. Andy's wife. Always the, right. um, the, um, the even
8: during the conception
3: yeah during but, uh, <laughs> you know,
8: but most the, you've got to be kidding me
3: um,
8: Your we
1: were born
3: of laughter
8: <laughs> born, yeah very exactly yeah um beautiful but,
1: Molly, what was your favorite scene in in the movie and andy you were how about there? your favorite scene
3: when you're watching it that you're in like or that you're in like what what do you like to watch yourself in in the movie
9: um uh I think it's when we tell her we're getting
3: married.
4: Yeah.
9: Because spoiler of alert. The spoiler of alert. Of what she's going.
3: Oh,
9: <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, because well.
3: It's not well, a big no, plot point. It doesn't.
9: It'll all be spoiler alert. I know. My favorite
8: point. scene was when uh, you and I, uh, you know, towards the end when we go streaking. <laughs> that's
9: <laughs> awesome. Well, I forgot that. But that was my favorite. That was scene,
3: awesome.
4: Film.
9: <laughs> yeah, Andy no, no, assassinates you know, the film. mayor
3: of Toluca Lake. I think that's a really great scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Toluca Lake.
9: Street.
1: And 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 when you guys
3: do that tap dance, that's really good, too.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. You're Andy jumping up on the kitchen counter, you
3: know. Oh, Perfect. but he dumps the sand it's very on the floor. Yeah. a
1: Attica.
3: Attica, when I recreate <laughs> that scene everything Andy live uh, to culturally is from the 70s or 80s so all of yeah. Max's fans are like what the hell is this old fogey talking about what is about? who's Al Pacino <laughs> oh my god I forgot <laughs> it I don't know um <laughs> uh, where,
1: where was the house that house uh Allison um that house was in Woodland
3: Hills in the San Fernando Valley
1: how did you That's find it,
3: it and and um You know, you have location, and it was, you know, one of the horrible things about indie film is there's just no money. And so to get locations is brutally hard. And, but it is a miracle what what you can do and how you can take this. I mean, you could have seen the size of Molly's bedroom. I mean, it it wasn't even a room, but all we needed was that sliver where she's sitting in her bed and the sliver where britt's standing at the door and you don't realize the rest of the room is about 8 feet wide <laughs> you know it's just a miracle the way film works and you just have to think in slices um and even i mean it was just crazy um the house that the spooners lived in
4: yeah, is man. really
3: quite a nice house and that was in Toluca lake and oh. um, that's a beautiful home yeah that's really um, but but the ones that and, Katie and lived uh with, and just
8: to jump in for one second it's uh on the on the um all uh, Hats off to Allison for being so prepared. I know Molly was talking about the tone of the set and it was so calm and relaxed, which it certainly was. But, uh, but uh, you have to be so extraordinarily prepared, uh, especially, I guess, in in any movie or TV show or whatever you're directing. Or But, uh, but certainly with something like this, when you don't have the luxury or money of, um, as Al was saying, even on a, a mildly bigger budget movie you know, an extra day or so. I mean, you you literally don't even have extra, you know, 15 or 20 minutes because whatever, the sun is setting or you're you're losing people to this or that or, you know, the cost of going to overtime, et cetera. Oh, yeah. uh, so you really have to be extraordinarily prepared and then you have to be able to think on your feet um, yeah. to, you know, React if something isn't uh, going according to plan because but you can't move exactly a wall you or you can't the cast do something else. It on
3: you that you're lost and not prepared and haven't planned, it's a nightmare. You absolutely, he's so right. You just have to know. And you can't.
8: lose the crew, and the crew sort of loses respect oh, yeah. for you. They have uh, great respect for you if you come in and you know what you're doing. Um,
9: well, that was the other thing. His specificity was so... Um, I mean, he really knew what he wanted, and I think uh, I think anyone on a set—we're all like children—and we want someone to know. Just tell us where to go, tell us what to do, please. Please know what you're doing, so we can just.
3: There's a freedom I a vet- of
9: having someone who really knows.
3: I remember a veteran actor telling me he said something like, "You know, I've done 30 movies. I've been directed twice." And it really, it really shocked me because I come from theater and where you have to be directed. And he would say, no, you know, they'll say louder, softer, come here, sit down, come here. But really told, really something specific about what they want. He said it's so rare, and um, and that doesn't make me some great exception. It's just that I come from theater, and because I write, I've only directed two movies, but I wrote them both. I know exactly the world. I'm, I know what I'm envisioning in my head. I don't need the person to robotically mirror it. But I'm hoping that if it if it's close that they'll create something I mean they're always creating things you can't anticipate, but it's within the tone and the realm of what you expect in some mm-hmm. way. And you know, it's and and again, when there's no money you don't have time to screw around.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. So what, was what really happened where, to Katie? No, I really I <laughs> um, I, no, I know,
3: and, I, I and know, There was one moment you. when <sighs> when Brett is walking, um, when Katie's leaving the house And Paul and Spooner is kissing his wife, and she says, remember when my ass looked like that? And that whole moment is maybe half a page in the script. And we had, you know, I had like, my DP and I had planned like three shots for that section, and we were told there was absolutely no time. We had 30 minutes and one camera Mm set up. So that camera had to pick up. I was saying it was a whole page because she's talking. She says goodbye. She gets her salary. Margaret Spooner kisses her husband. She says bye. She turns around. She walks to the door. She overhears the remark. She sort of hears it, reacts to it, and leaves. And that whole page was 30 minutes and one camera set up. And that is where you really, that's where you really, I needed my DP the most, because I could plan a lot of things. But what happened when the plan blew up? How are we going to do this? You know, and thank God we figured that out because it was really hard. And that kind of stuff every day. And I just think about some guy like, you know, Michael Bay, who shoots like a million feet of film. And I think, God, do they even know what it's like to work under this kind of pressure? It's horrible.
1: (laughs) You know what other scene was so endearing? The Halloween scene. Mm Mm-hmm. That was just so sweet, and she was just so little girly and so, so adorable with the mask on, and just Yeah, you know, like yeah. To, I oh, like I like the
3: joke that you know the movie the uh, whose name I always forget the one that Brad Cooper Bradley Cooper did when he's bipolar. What's it called?
1: Oh, um, oh, you silver, know with Jennifer lining, Lawrence,
3: silver, yeah, silver yeah. No wonder I always forget. It's a hard name to remember. But she, um, I like to joke that they had Halloween and Christmas in that movie. And they both looked very fake. Um, which they have to in a low budget movie, but we happen to shoot the only movie in history with our with a million dollar budget that's shot over a four month period. So we have real Halloween and real Christmas. So that's real trick or treaters, really on the streets, that's not, you know, fake. It's not extras. And those are real Christmas lights strung along the valley at that time. So, you know, that's kind of fun. That's one of the great things that came from our, uh, uh, that's one way we turned a curse into a blessing is we caught this great stuff.
8: In fact, the craft service people were able to coax the candy out of the kids (laughs) as
3: donations to the movie. We were still eating it at Christmas time.
8: You know,
3: so. (laughs) Andy received his salary in M&M's.
8: Which is how I'd like how to receive like to uh, to, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big M&M's guy so NPC. Any indie movie out there That's it, that's all you need from me
9: That's all it takes to get you? Wow, He's
4: that's so awesome. So
8: it's pretty much all it takes So, so easy know. And the allowance that I get to have a mustache again they are just so fun
4: I gotta tell you
9: I think you look great with a mustache
8: <laughs> Well, that's very kind of you Again yep. I mentioned I'm a married man With two kids <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: Just, well then stop spraying those Tom Selleck hormones all over the phone line.
2: The I know.
8: I know. mustache making making me do it. Um I uh, and and uh I I actually have to jump. I have to uh go pick up one of my kids right now. Wow. Uh, but uh well, well, great. But so thank you, much. I think Al did a spectacular job. I hope uh anybody listening spreads the word, please go see it. Really terrific. Britt is fantastic. Everybody fantastic. Yeah, everybody Andy. to a T I think is really uh,
3: magnificent in it. Um Well if there was so. ever a moment if any moment wasn't perfect, I just cut it. So it worked out great. <laughs> uh, thank you, Andy. Well you guys carry on
8: and uh thanks for having me and uh and uh I will see uh see some of you uh soon, I hope. Cool.
4: Bye Andy. Bye. Bye.
3: All right, Bye. gang. Thanks, gang.
4: Thank you.
2: Okay, I used to um,
3: I used to tease minutes. Andy that he had separation mm-hmm. anxiety because whenever I'd go yeah. to his house and we'd say goodbye, he'd always say, Hey, I'll walk you to the car and he'd walk me to my car and he'd mm-hmm. be down on the window and then he would and then he just would never he just could not say goodbye.
4: <laughs> and I said,
3: and on the phone he's like, Okay, all right and he just doesn't like to doesn't like farewell.
4: <laughs>
3: um and um so I think we've I think we've uh we've gotten uh, a lot of great stuff from Molly, and I think we should let her go back to her life.
1: Yes, Molly. Oh, thank well, you. So Mike, uh, thank Thanks you. so much for calling in. It really yeah, you, were it you were You were terrific in the film, just terrific. Uh, I
2: really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. That, Bye-bye. 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 Okay, now we have eight minutes.
3: We have eight Allison. minutes to sum up our seven experience. seven minutes
2: yes. and 50 seconds.
3: And the only and the person works. we didn't hear from was Gia Montagna, who's on a set yeah. and was oh. going to try to call in. Yeah. Um Maybe just for the for the sheer fun of it. I see. It's a shame I don't text. I just never do. But I should. I should. I should. Um, I would normally have texted G and said, "We have eight minutes. Come on, where are you?" But I'm sure he's <laughs> shooting. I'm well, Allison, tell us again where we can
2: get the movie.
3: Um, well, I can literally. Um, uh, let's see. Um, I can. I can read you. Every, I can tell you really quickly. Every, if I can find it. Hold on a second. Every single um let's see, it's called digital platform. This is everybody that has it in the country. In demand, Comcast, Cox, Dish, uh, Frontier, Cablevision, Verizon, iTunes, Xbox, Google, Amazon, Instant, Voodoo, AT and T. I mean it's everybody except Time Warner. Warner. Direct T V, Sony <laughs> yep. and then Blockbuster on Demand, and then ones I've never heard of, like TELUS, Rogers, Shaw, Bell, yeah. Saxtel, Cineplex, and MGO. So that's pretty much uh, the Western world right there.
1: Um, so it's no, there's no excuse. You can find right. it if everywhere. If you live in Los
3: Angeles, it's only at one theater. It actually may be at more theaters. You never know if there's demand so. or something. It's possible. Right now it's playing at the Arena Theater in Hollywood.
1: Do you think there would ever be a possibility that it would be seen on maybe IFC or HBO or something?
3: Oh, down the road, of course. Yeah. Cool. It yeah. Will, will, It will have a life. It'll be on Netflix and Redbox and Walmart Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. It won't be a DVD for about eight weeks, but there's much bigger, more market for that than you'd imagine. Um, A lot of DVDs sell at Walmart, believe it or not. And um, it'll be out in the world, and then eventually it'll be on Showtime or you know, or HBO or any of that. So it's going to have a, it'll have its a long life, I think. I'm feeling confident about the, just the fact that it's resonating with viewers and people mm-hmm. with the audience is a great feeling. Is that ultimately more than anything else that's all it's really about mm-hmm. is that the people who like it really you no one's going to like everything, but the people right. that do like it you want them to like it a lot and I think really that's like a- happening. And-
2: <laughs> and, it, 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 and it is a piece of art, I have to say. It's you know, and that's one thing I I like about your books and your films. Uh, it's it, you know, your fiction. I mean, it, we have to talk really briefly about *The Escape of Malcolm Poe*, which is your latest book. It's brilliant. If you like F. Scott Fitzgerald, you're going to like this book. Allison is a master wordsmith, and I I really have so much respect to him respect for him as a he's my literary hero. Oh, he's <laughs> so sweet, really. God, that's
3: oh. so nice. Oh, Tasha's right. written a beautiful book of poetry out. to Everybody, so keep your eye out for it because it's on Amazon and there's some tweets about it. And it's incredibly beautiful, inspiring stuff. I Thank recommend you. it. I feel like proud to to have inspired you.
2: <laughs> you, you do inspire you me. I, I you're such a wonderful novelist uh, and filmmaker. So. Can we uh, know, this is, love this, love no, is,
3: this is just a little. I just got an email. Well, this mm-hmm. guy that emailed me is probably about. I don't know, I don't know, but let's just say he's close to 70 years old. He's been making movies forever. He's a very worldly European man, doesn't even live in America. So my wife sends him the link to the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And, of course, if you talk to some people they think, oh, he made this movie for young people, but I really didn't because parents understand the movie, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of perspective on what young people go through. So he writes to me. So he writes to her, not me, and says, I genuinely love it. It's a contemporary work of art. Mm -hmm. So I wrote to him, and I said, thank you. That was one of the most simple, beautiful reviews I've received. Mm -hmm. And this man writes back, where do I get the soundtrack with three question marks? Now, isn't that unbelievable? This guy is like 70. 70. And and he wants to hear these young kids sing, and that's just so great. I don't think he even knows there was a contest or anything.
1: You know, I'm checking Twitter right now. and People have been tweeting throughout the whole show. Oh, that's about funny. things that were said, you know, about Max getting <laughs> his head on the wall,
2: about conception. Oh, Max! They love Max. <laughs> I know. Right. No, even Andy that you
3: said.
2: Mustache. Andy said. Andy Buckley's court. hilarious. What a funny He's guy. so funny. He's
3: so funny. He is. He's kept me laughing for 25 years. <laughs> we've oh God, we've had times in Vegas. He was so hilarious, such a partyer. Oh my God! Now he's such a such a good good dad and father and. I mean, good dad and husband, and so mm-hmm. that's what getting older yeah. is all about. And he yeah. rocks
2: the mustache. So. Yes, yep,
3: <laughs> so. Tom Selleck, the watch out. So why don't well, we, since we, we're feeling so complete, why don't we? Do you want? you want to just? What did you say?
1: And so we cover everything. Why think we don't we go out everything. and
3: just play? Why don't we play do start again
1: okay, on the way that. out? since
3: yeah. it ends the movie, okay. it's a perfect yes. way to end the show.
1: Excellent. Okay, here
6: we go. Okay, bye, everyone. All right, thank you. my time, I stood in line, I waited for so long. Standing stuck, a sitting duck, I finally jumped this pond. And now I get this year to live, I'm gonna live it well. Cause I want something new to give in my life, show and tell. Try things I'm gonna go there Gonna take this all away Test my limits I'm not away and there's nothing you can say So here I go with an open heart good Where now my life starts bum bottom bum 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 I'm gonna live it well. Cause I want something new to give in my life, show and tell. I'm gonna try things Try things. Cause mm-hmm. But now my life starts. Oh. But I know you're scared. You know and it's I tough to bear. So the little girl just walked out the door. She's gone, she's gone. But it's time to see that, that girl is me.
1: Chicks. we just ended the show. Oh, you did! I'm trying to get Allison back because um, we keep recording, even though we're not live. It'll keep yeah, recording. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm trying to get his attention, but we just just oh my we God. went, yeah, to, I'm aw. emailing.
10: And he was I'm just emailing. saying, he said,
1: I, I wish I he he should have texted you. He said, I wish I should have te- I should have texted Chia. Ah, uh, No. Well, but let, let me. Try you know, I mean, I can interview you, and we can try to get him back. Yeah. How, sure, how sure. much time? You, how much I time about, do you have? I got I I don't know. We could, we should just go and see what happens. <laughs> okay. Wait. I have to get this, this is the. Uh, we had Andy Buckley call, and we had Molly, and Robert oh, Patrick, nice. and Max called, and. Night. Nice. It was it was really really great, but I'm trying no, to get. Just bear with me because we've been on for an hour and a half. No worries, okay. no worries. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't call the uh, last minute. Yeah, well, we're gonna try. We're gonna try to get Allison to call back in. Um, okay. Now he was he was telling me that during the your uh, audition that you were hired on the spot. Is that true? How was what was Sorry, your reaction I, I missed- to that? What can was you that? hear me? Yeah, can I hear can hear that? you. Okay, good. Um, Allison was telling us that you were the only actor who won the role on the spot. Oh yeah, that was so uh-huh. strange. I'd never, I'd never heard of that
10: before. Because I,
1: you know, people talk well, oh yeah, I, I totally booked that in the room. What was I your reaction? I mean, you must have been like, ah. <laughs> It was
10: funny. It was it was sweet because Allison was just so excited. You could just tell that he he couldn't even he couldn't even wait or contain um, his excitement for I guess wanting me as Jade. So it was perfect because I felt the same way. I loved I read the script. I loved it. I thought it was a great project and I just yeah. wanted to be a part of it. And so going in and knowing immediately how he felt, you know, that's the best thing an actor can ask for because that you don't get
1: that doesn't happen very often or
10: at all really.
1: Yeah, and and, your, and Jade was such a was a such a fantastic character. I mean, she was so wild and and just uh, yeah, she was fun. She, she was fun. Yeah, I I love the scene where you're um in the car with uh, Katie and and you're just screaming your lungs out, and then you're in the cemetery yeah. smoking weed. But and when Allison's on here. I'm interviewing. <laughs> wait a minute. Here we go. I'm trying to get him back. Yeah, no uh, worries. But there was there was another scene that really caught my eye. It was um, when Katie was uh, on the phone and you were in the background mm-hmm. lacing up your boots. I no. couldn't take my eyes yeah. off of you. I couldn't take my eyes off of you. I thought it was just <laughs> a great scene.
10: Even without my head. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay, she was just kind of the silly one. She yeah. brought uh, Britt's character that, you know, yeah. made her feel um, normal
1: again. Okay, now here's a question that Allison gave me to ask you. Um, Allison says you're a goddess. True or false? I'm a goddess. I don't know about that. <laughs> yes. Again. I don't know about that. That's what he said. He
10: knew oh. me back when when we were shooting that I was – a complete smoker and I wasn't eating anything. I'd lost about 10 pounds and I, I was about 10 pounds lighter than I am now. Mm-hmm. I looked disgusting. So I don't know how he could even compare me to a goddess. But uh, I think in terms of Jade, sure. Jade, Jade was, she was just the crazy, fun, wild child that kind of just brought light to the whole movie. I mm-hmm. thought it was a shame that she basically got cut out of most of it because what you saw is, is just a fraction of what was really in there, but yeah. I think, I think, um, you know, what is in there, you can see that she was fun, and she was exciting, and in comparison to Britt's character, you know, we just totally got along and had a good time with it. So, yeah, what was,
1: was it like working about with Yeah, what was it like Alice working with that
10: He was great. It's a Chicago guy. My family's from Chicago, so we hit it off almost immediately. And uh, you know, it, it was like it's rare to work with a writer and director who actually knows what they're doing.
4: Mm-hmm.
10: Um, usually, that's kind of scary, and they're just kind of winging it. And and he actually, how he 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 was really good. He he knew exactly what he wanted. He let the actors do. You know, he he always let us have a, have a take for ourselves, which I always appreciate because even though he wrote this book, he had such a strong vision. He still allowed us to experiment mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, so I appreciated that. But he was fun. It was and I mean, I'm sure. I don't. It's just in the interview you had with him, you could probably tell what kind of kind I mean, of guy he is.
1: Known, we've like Tasha. Me. Yeah, Tasha, my co-host, and I have known him for a while. He's done eight shows with us, and oh, so yeah, we you know. <laughs> we he's our friend, and yeah, we know. <laughs> we definitely know. Um, what was it like working with Britt?
10: Britt was fun. Britt and I were actually more alike than I thought. Um, it's funny we found Our birthdays were a day apart And we had a lot in common And uh, But she was just like the blonde version of me
1: Yeah
10: We would make jokes about that But it was fun I mean Britt was She was a good girl She was very patient for the mm-hmm. shoot I think it took about three months For everything to, to finish Because she was shooting something else At the same time And it was hard to get everyone together uh-huh. But she she did You know I think she did a tremendous job And I had a great, you know, I had a great time working with her.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what's What's coming up for you next? What are you? Uh, I know you're filming right now. You're You're on the set, or
10: yeah, I've been doing either. this show, in the Middle, playing the the I'm playing the, the mm-hmm. character on that. Show. So I've just been doing that. I'm probably going to be wrapping up. I think another episode after that. Okay. And and that's what I've just been busy with. That what about,
1: i didn't I, I see one I saw one of your tweets that um you wrote a song that was in i think it was- criminal minds yeah a-
10: yeah i wrote i well I actually didn't write that song but i I kind of done it as a favor for a friend, oh, and
4: okay.
10: it came out better than we thought it would, and so we um a- approached the criminal minds people um and you know they loved the song, responded really well to it, and wanted to put it on the show. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, that was just kind of a one-time thing. But, I, I yeah, I've been doing I've been doing music definitely more than than uh, than I have previously. I was pursuing it more seriously, but but now after releasing that song, I'm not quite sure where I'm going with it. But I'm definitely planning to get back into the studio and see what happens. Great. It's something Great. That
1: I'm not used to, so but I'm yeah. having fun figuring it out. So, yeah, that's always fun. Um, now we didn't have a chance to do this because there was everybody was talking. At the, it was like a party. <laughs> you missed the party, oh, but I love it. um we were we were going to ask each actor to um answer questions that you know, Katie had questions that she would ask her. Her blog followers. Right. So I'm going to ask you some of her questions and <laughs> come up with it. Okay. Uh, what's we your favorite number? <laughs> what is your favorite number? Nine. Definitely nine. Okay. I dream about food. <laughs> Good. Um, do you like roller coasters?
10: Absolutely not. I hate roller
1: coasters. Uh, I wonder how come people are such assholes. Oh, good, good answer. Are you an extrovert? Right. Yeah, I agree.
9: Yes. There are some. Yes. I,
1: are you an extrovert? <laughs>
9: <laughs> oh yeah, I totally agree with that. I guess. Yeah, I get that.
1: Can you blow a bubble? Yeah, I can blow. Oh, I can blow a bubble do you pee in swimming pools yeah definitely have you ever kissed someone and regretted it
10: no god no okay.
1: do you believe in love at first sight no uh would be the nice. least... yeah would um what is the least <laughs> favorite thing in your room and what is the the favorite thing favorite thing in your room
10: my favorite thing in my room. And your favorite. Your um, <laughs> my man. <laughs> and my favorite thing in my room is also my man. <laughs>
1: okay, that's, you're lucky. Um, is there something you want to tell someone?
6: Is there something I want to tell someone? Mm-hmm. Um...
1: No. Okay. I don't and think so. Well, okay. And what would you rather be doing right now? Eating. <laughs> Food, eating. I see a pattern Food. here. <laughs> yeah, I think you're getting you're
10: getting the the
1: gist of things here. The gist of it. Well, you know, I, I would, Allison um just messaged me, he can't because our show is just being recorded. He can't call in. That people can oh, only call well, in when we're on yeah, the internet. Yeah, news, yeah, yeah. So I understand. We'll really t- tell him that is.
10: It's all good. I'm glad I'm glad that I caught you. Thank God. That's great. Um, we're glad that
1: you called too. And um thanks so much for taking the time to call and we wish we wish you a lot of luck with your career and you were terrific Thank in the film. You.
10: Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate Thank.
1: that. Okay. Thanks so much, Gia. Thanks. Okay, bye. Bye
9: bye.